All right. It looks like we are live. And so let me um, go ahead and actually, um, while we're waiting on people to join us, I'm going to uh, want to go ahead and, and just say hello to everyone who will join us later on. Um, this is a broadcast that's going to be able to, uh, people are going to be able to go back and listen to it later um, on various vehicles. But um, first of all, let me say hello to my guest. Um, this is Kathy Tyler from In God's Hands Christian Youth Center. Uh, Kathy is the business owner at In God's Hands. And I am Dr. Vanessa Enoch from Cultural Impact LLC. And this is our inaugural podcast. And so this is our very first podcast. And we are excited um, to be bringing this particular podcast to you. Uh, what we'll be doing on the podcast going forward is interviewing business owners, people who have been in business for quite some time, and also people who are just starting out in business to just talk business, right? To talk shop. And so um, I have been a business owner for over 22 years. And from my understanding, Kathy, you have also been in business for 22 years. Is that correct? That is correct. Good, good afternoon, uh, Dr. Enoch. That is correct. I've All been right. in business for 22 years now. 22 years. You know, um, being that I've been in business for over 22 years, I've, I've had bumps and bruises, ups and downs. And I know that you also have experienced some ups and downs. And let's talk a little bit about um, your business and tell me about what what's what made you start a business what made you want to start a business well I was um, working as a cardiovascular interventional technologist at University Hospital I had been there for 20 years and I was doing I had been doing cardiovascular work for about 12 years loved what I was doing and I became a member, got saved and became a member of a local church. And our pastor would, was teaching that you, you, we can't just sit inside of the church and, and um, you know, ride by in our suits and go past all the things we see happening in the community and do nothing about it. We needed to get out into the community. So we began to have and my pastor was Pastor Thomas Farrell at the time, we began to have service in our area park really close to the church. And we were at a prayer service in the park. And the Lord said to me, get up, clean up this park and work in the community. And so I did. Now that in particular park was drug infested. There were people selling drugs. It was uh, supposed to be for kids, but kids couldn't safely go there. It was called the pit. And, wow. uh, at night, you definitely didn't, you know, people just weren't around, you know, and it was just not an area that was safe. There was a live railroad track that crossed in front of the park, no fence, kids could just run up and see the train. And and so I started to work in the community. And at that time, we were uh, having huge issues with drug dealing in our community. So we started, I started, uh, organized that we would start marching um, throughout the community. But first, we, we uh, organized some you know, just ask people in the community if they wanted to help out. 
and um, we started to clean up the park. We cleaned up the park and then we started to just kind of march and pray in the community to, for the drug issue that we were having. And in the process of that, I learned that this building that was next to the park was gonna was was for sale. And and I was um, I, you know listening and and then God said to me, open it up and make it a, clean it up, make it a place safe for children. And so uh, it will be a great daycare, you know. And I and I and it just resonated in me. And so I talked to my husband at the time and said, you know, this is what I want to do. And so I moved forward and left my job from my 20 year job and wow. entered into, um, uh, you know, it became a business owner. So it wasn't something that I was looking for. thought I had this long vision and dream to do it. It was something that I was really called to do. And so that's how, so we ended up buying, purchasing the building and I was talking to my brother about what I had seen. And I just saw kids and, um, you know, just God taking, you know, protecting kids. And um, I was my, my brother at the time was in prison. He had just learned that he could draw. And he didn't even know he was a grown person, but he didn't know he could draw. And he said, Kathy, call it in God's hands. And I was like, that's it. And it just boom, you know, and so he said, I can draw it. And he drew the logo that you'll see when you visit our, our website. And, and we opened up in God's hands. And then I wanted to be specific Christian youth center because it's dedicated to the Lord. And so oh, wow. that's in the short, how uh, the center began. And uh, we uh, actually watched the whole God change the whole area around our center and our community. Oh, that is, that is awesome. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. You know, when I, I, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about how my own business name came to be. And I actually, it was a faith story. Mine was a faith story as well. I had a, a different business and it was called Enoch uh, Global Enterprises. And we had several businesses under that business. We also have several businesses under this one. But um, when I started my business, it was also something that the Lord gave me to call it and really surrounding what we would be doing and and where we would be doing it. Um, and I'll talk sometime about that story. Uh, really, I want to hear about your journey today. And, you know, with somebody who has been in business for 22 years, I'm sure in that 22 years that you've learned a lot, you've had uh, some ups and downs. Um, when you think back on all of the challenges and, and everything that your business has um, endured over the years, um, what do you wish that you knew then that you know now? What do you wish that you know now that you had known back then when you started your business? Well, Dr. Enoch, that's a that's an interesting question. That I the only answer quickly that I can think of would be I wish I knew what I know what I learned in 22 years then. I mean, I just there's no way to explain um I can tell you what I know now. I know that God will take care of you and help you do what he plans for you to do. 
And so uh, Ephesians 1 and 6 became a mantra for me that, you know, he who has begun a great work with you, good work with you, will create it into, I mean, complete it into the day of Christ Jesus. And so I learned that God will walk with you. And if uh, I can't even begin to tell you uh, in, a, in a, a short session what is what I have experienced as a business owner in the city of Cincinnati. And so, um, but it's been it, the the impact on children and families is what I love most. And so, um, and then watching staff grow and you know what what I what what I what I guess as I as I think about that, a person says something to me that always has stuck stuck with me as well, and that is people come into your life for different periods of time. Sometimes for a, a season, there's a reason, or it could be a lifetime. And that what the reason that they're there is always important, is always impactful. But um, but so you learn that 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 um, you're gonna see people come, see people go, see people grow, and that's uh, that's important. So I don't know that would that I hope I answered your question. You did. You did. Um, so okay. So I'm hearing a lot of talk about. Uh, Faith, I'm hearing a lot about um, your journey and how your journey has been really a faith journey. Um, and and I wonder how does all of that incorporate into the way that you operate your business? Does your faith impact um, the way you care for your children? Does does your faith impact the way you teach children or the curriculum you use? Um, tell me about your business and what makes your business different with that context in mind. Um, what makes you different from other childcare centers? Well, it's certainly, um, it's, it's not, it's not, we're not able to separate my faith from my business. It, it, it is, it, I, you know, com completely connected. And so one of the things that I don't believe we're the only person that does this, but what what I think we do well is our parent engagement and our parent involvement. Because if you work together for the best outcome for children, that's, that's how children succeed. Um, I, um, I would say that 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 um, so so how I teach children and and how I interact with parents is based on the love of Christ. I you know what what we have to do is we have to accept children as every every one of these children belong to us, and it's our responsibility to make sure they get what they need. And what was so important for me was that children that come into this center get quality care, even if they can't afford quality care. That was always important to me, that they would get the best care they could get, you know, even if they, that, that they would get if they spent much more money, but, but because they may not have those resources, they still get the quality of care that prepares their children to be lifelong learners. And it's not uh, rhetoric or cliche-ish, it's real. And so, uh, these kids don't belong to us. So my faith tells me that our kids belong to God and we are just managing the resources that he gave us. And so we're responsible for what we do with our children. And so uh, we should we should pour into them 
as much as we can. So I want to work with kids who don't have access to um, the best school in the city. And, you know, and maybe, you know, they don't they can't go through those doors, but they can come through this door and get the same quality of care. And then so we speak life to children. I think that's what else is important. Our children have are exposed to different types of experiences that help them be able to hold their head up high and be happy and confident about who they are. And they know that they are wonderfully and, and fearfully made. They know that just that way they are is good because God made them and that's good. And so we don't we don't have to hide that we're a Christian center. We, everyone knows that. We don't force it on anyone. But people come from all across the city to bring their children here because they know that their children are going to be, life is going to be spoken through those to those kids and not anything that would be um, detrimental to them, you know. So I like that, you know. Uh, I hope so I answered your question. <laughs> Of course, of course. And and so I'm assuming that you have several ages, several age groups um, in your center. Yes, we service. We are a full family, full service center. We have infants and that's children that are six weeks until age 12. And so we have we have an infant toddler program. We have a certified preschool and we have before and after school care and a summer camp. And so a parent, a family parent, single family parent, whatever, can bring their ch children, your child to the center as an infant. And we can serve that family all the way through the time frame where they actually should be, if we've done a good job, able to manage themselves well at home themselves. Um, but then we also allow those families that have been supportive of our center, when those children get too old for programming here, they become like um, volunteers or they're always in a safe place, but we even take them higher in terms of helping them be responsible and giving them some, you know, strong work ethic and those types of things. So we service the full family. Okay. So I, I've got a, I got a off the collar question. You know me, I got to throw in some off the collar <laughs> stuff somewhere along the lines. Okay. So do you whoop kids over there in God's Absolutely. Team? Absolutely not. Oh, you don't whoop them. We do not have the right to do anything that is the parent's responsibility. That's that's you so never wait, have you the think right. The parents should be whooping their kids. That's what you well, said. Well, well, I, how you discipline your children is very important, and so that's that's that gets into the household. What we do is show them how we manage children without ever putting our hands on them or doing anything detrimental to them. So that's awesome. And tell me, tell me about how you're how, how do you discipline children without uh, using corporal punishment? Tell me, give me an example of a way that you might discipline a child. I think sometimes people think of discipline as, you know, uh, just what you said before, whooping a child or hitting them or or, you know, timing them out. As a matter of fact, time out is not even allowed. Uh, time, out, time out is so misused that parents would maybe put their kid in a corner or make them sit for 20 minutes. And <clears throat> if you take a child's privileges away, maybe they're in an area and they're may, maybe not following the rules of the area, you can say to that child, well, because you've already taught them the rules of the area and what we should, what, what we can do or can't do. And so you redirect children. You don't punish them. You redirect them. 
and then you allow natural consequences, which happens, you know, if you, this is the area that you're in, if you choose to leave the area, someone else can come in and then it's their turn, you know, so you don't, you don't, you're not, you're not punishing children, but you're redirecting them. You're giving them some guidelines and they have to have boundaries. And then being consistent is extremely important as well. So, so it's a, I have uh, baby's kids over there because that don't sound like something that you can do with baby's kids. Well, that's not true because first of all, you know, we as parents, a lot of times you'll say he's so bad. Well, you never say that. Children live up to your expectations. And so he might be very busy, but you don't want to say you're bad, you know. And so you redirect. You find out what that child likes. You know what you have to get to know the child. So you have an individual plan, an individual learning plan for each child. You know what makes them afraid because you've talked to those parents, you've gotten that information before they come into your into the program. You've also brought them and transitioned them in in a way where they're not terrified and afraid. And you get to know the child. And the other thing is sometimes we have expectations for young children that, that most adults can't do. And so when you over expect uh, your expectations are higher than what the child can manage, then it's, it's just not going to do you're not it's not going to be a good situation. So it, there's a, there's more to it than just saying you do this, you do one, two, three, then you're disciplined. But mostly you want to redirect. And then a lot of times we punish children for things that are our fault. You know, come on, come on. We got to hurry up. You, you didn't, you're not going fast enough. But you didn't get up in early enough in the morning for them to get ready. Or you'll see a child walking down the street and the mom's, come on, come on, come on. That child's learning, but you're, you don't have time to learn. Let's go. And if we would just take time and do better in our scheduling, we would not be rushing children into the day. So I've seen children come into a, a classroom and it's been 20 minutes from the time they opened their eyes, got up, got dressed and they're wishing. And then you wonder why they're all upset and they're frustrated. And when you know that that's an issue with the parent, that's something you work with with the parent, you know? <laughs> so it, it just, it just takes time. You have to build relationships. That's what's important is building relationships. So you're building relationships with the children, you're building relationships with the parents. So it's okay. And and do you have any interaction with the school? You do take care of uh, school-aged children as well, oh, right? Oh, yes. We partner with the schools. Uh, one of the schools that we always service is uh, Woodford Paideia. And we take our children there. You know, if we have a child that needs, uh, that has has an IEP or, you know, we, we're on that IEP team with that parent. We don't leave them when they go to school. We're a part of that team with that parent all the way through. Okay, until so we, me, you know, go ahead. Until, I, no, no, until, you know, until they're not, you know, maybe they disenroll because of age or whatever. We're, it's, it's constant. It's not something that goes away. It just depends on what, where are, is a child at at that time? And what, what that's, that's what determines what we, what they need. You know, so when the kids come in from school, you know, we're not just, you know, okay, you're here from school. We carry on and become an asset to help that teacher carry on and be consistent in what they're, what, you know, they're doing at school also. It really is a team. If you can build a good, strong parent team, your child will be successful. Awesome. And you know what, let me, I'm going to stop just for a second and have you, um, 
give us your address and your location. I'm here again with uh, Kathy Tyler from In God's Hands Christian Youth Center. Um, Kathy is a client of ours at Cultural Impact LLC. We are a full service consulting firm offering um, consulting services for businesses of various sizes. Um, we also offer training and development. Um, so we can assist with um, all sorts of business challenges, whether it is um, filing uh, business taxes or developing websites or just basic consulting in the area of marketing or what have you. We have a team of about 10 consultants that work on various aspects of your business. And so, um, Kathy Tyler, tell us where your business is located. Okay, In God's Hands Christian Youth Center is located in Kennedy Heights on a street called Zenzel, and it's at 3808 Zenzel Avenue, and our zip code is 45213. So that's 3808 Zenzel Avenue, and what's that zip code again? 45213. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now that we know where you're located, I have been sitting here wondering about the shirt you're wearing. Your shirt says, lay it down. That's often what I tell uh, young people when they're messing with something that doesn't belong to them. But tell me what your shirt means. Well, as we are all aware, we have an epidemic of gun violence in our, in our, in our country, and especially in our city, Cincinnati. And Years ago, it's not been something that this is something that just happened. This has been going ongoing for quite some time. Years ago, the Lord put on my heart to to do an initiative to decrease the the gun violence in the city, and uh, the shirt the the theme of that was lay it down, and it was actually an initiative to get kids to kind of be aware. And I'll try to point it down a little bit that um, that that what we do in our communities is important. And so we are, that the initiative is quite extensive. It's not something I can give, you know, in a two minute uh, comment, but it's actually involves um, more than just um, wearing a t-shirt, but actually getting churches and community organizations to work together to uh, deal with the, 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 the access that children have to guns. I think we don't talk about that enough. There, There's always supply and demand. So if there's a demand, where is the supply coming from and why aren't we dealing with that? Um, there's many aspects of it, but that's what In God's Hands is about. And so I'm hoping to see people with this shirt on because we need to say to our kids, lay it down. Another thing that's extremely important when you learn about gun safety, we can really understand why kids kill one another. There is so much information that's needed to safely handle a gun. And so um, there are many parts of the, the initiative and I'm looking forward to working with anyone that may want to be a part of helping rid and, and, and decrease, not decrease, we eradicate our children killing one another in our communities. Lay it awesome. down. Awesome. That's good. So I, I love the fact that you are community oriented, um, that you are all about developing relationships. 
And that is definitely two things that at Cultural Impact that we value. We value being part of a community and enhancing and helping communities, um, which is why we do what we do as consultants. Our, our work is definitely surrounding making the community a better place, providing jobs for people in the community. Um, are you hiring? Are you looking for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. What? One of the things that we experienced, uh, COVID has been extensive, uh, has affected people extensively in many, many ways. But early education was always um, had an issue with uh, not having enough qualified staff. And the pandemic has just uh, exasperated that to a, to a, you know, an even greater level. And so uh, we are definitely hiring. We're, we are looking for people who are driven to work with children that can be good team players that love working with children, don't see it as a chore, but as an enjoyment, a part that they really, most people that really want to work with children can't not work with children. <laughs> they have to because they're driven to do that. And so we have um, we have teacher uh, positions available. We have assistant teachers. And then we have uh, our cook. We are restaffing our entire center after the effects of COVID. And um, we also have uh, our offering to try to help with that problem of no, not enough qualified staff, we have developed an apprenticeship program. So you can actually come to our center and join our team as, as, a, as an employee here, get con continuing education to get go as high as you'd like to go, and the cost will not be out of your pocket. And so that's a benefit that is extremely uh, valuable. And so there's many other, uh, we're a flexible center. We want to work with people who, um, uh, you know, are either interested in part-time or full-time employment. And we're just looking for people that want to do early education as a career. Um, so let me, let me ask you this, because I know that there are parents, maybe even young parents watching and, um, you know, I know when I was a young parent, I have two adult daughters now, but when I was a young parent, um, I relied on people who were experienced in working with children to kind of help guide me along the way. What's some advice for parents, young parents who are looking to make sure that their kids go as far as they can in life, um, that they are academically prepared to go to school? What's some advice that a, a young parent might do at home to prepare their, their children um, for the world and, and for learning environments for school? Well, it, you know, when you look at early education, that's the whole key. Early awareness is so important. The most important aspect of your child's life is real preschool is extremely important. But the years before preschool were even more important. That's where you build the capacity for that child to learn. And so I would always advise parents to have a center that is a resource to you, not some place that's just taking your money, but a place that will partner with you, that will grow with you as they grow, you grow, that are interested in seeing you do better in life and your child do better in life. And you, you have to really you know, take the time to look for the right place. And once you find that, 
I think early education should be a resource. It should be a resource for parents and it should also be something that they can count on. Um, and so since, since, especially if we're talking about single parents, if it's, if you're a single parent, you already know that it's a lot, you know, and it's, it's hard to do that alone. And so all, any resource that you have is going to be uh, valuable and necessary. So early education gives you the, 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 the comfort to know that your child is being prepared. You're not, be, not being prepared by someone you don't know, but you're partnering with them and they've taken what you want and they've taken that into account. They're not doing what they want with their, their, their child, your child. They're doing what you decide you want with your child. And so that is extremely important. That's why early education is, 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 it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's just pivotal. I mean, it just is. I don't know how else to answer. That's, that's awesome. I, I appreciate that response. Um, you know, and I, I want to go back to the child care center as a business because you are a business and this podcast is really directed towards um, people who are interested in starting a business or people who already have a business and they're looking to grow and develop. What are some some of the things that you might have um, over the years that you found value in in reaching out beyond your own four walls, your own business? I know you haven't done things alone in a silo um, in the 22 years that you've been in business. When have you reached out for help? What kinds of things have you reached out for help for? And how has that valued or benefited your business? Well, I, th I think there are resources in our community that help us do better as uh, early education centers. So uh, initiatives like Preschool Promise, um, you know, there, there, there are different organizations that help assist centers. Um, there are challenges that we face as African-Americans in business regardless. Um, <laughs> And that's just a reality. And so um, you have to have yourself prepared uh, before you launch out. Your credit score is extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, be, being able to get the resources that you need monetarily are going to be, you know, uh, uh, affected by things like that. You know, your credit rating and what have you. All of it can be overcome. And so it's not something that if you don't have a good standing right now, you don't stop. But we work we work with parents and and people in the community if they want to help them get to that. Um, so I, I, I want I don't I want to say that we've overcome many challenges just because we have put our nose to the to the to the to the ground, not expected everything overnight, been willing to not be on top but grow to where you can be stable. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't do that without working with banks and your accountant. My accountant is, is awesome. Um, you can't do that without working with, um, you know, those types of resources. So you're, you're going to reach out. You can't do it in a silo at all, you know, but you are going to feel like many times you're by yourself. So you connect with other directors or people that are doing the type of business that you're doing um, and find those resources that are out there because there are many, um, you know. 
Awesome, awesome. And we we do bookkeeping. We have a, a bookkeeping service. You've been with your accountant for many years, but uh, so we wouldn't try and pull you away from that. But we're happy to partner with you on your web development and 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 some of the other things that I know business owners uh, need that you've reached out over the years. I, I saw that um, I was just at your center yesterday, I think it was, and I saw um, the gentleman who was doing your landscaping at your business and, you know, business owners as business owners, you know, we are an extension or we have an extension, a whole community that we rely on um, to help us keep our business going and to keep things afloat. And, you know, one of the things that we like to do in partnering with our uh, clients is look at the entire business and identify uh, ways that that business can grow and develop. And so we don't just do taxes. We don't just do bookkeeping. We don't just do websites. What we do is look at what overall is gonna help this business grow, what's gonna enhance what they do and how they do it. And so we put a strategy in place and then we help execute on that strategy. And so it's been exciting working with you on your website. And I'm hoping um, in a couple of weeks we can come back and talk about that website and talk about the enhancements that we have implemented over and above the website that you had previously and talk about the context by which we do that and why we do the things that we do on your website, because we'd like to be able to um, ensure that the website is useful for you, right? And useful for your business. So I want to come back and talk about that at that point. But uh, we are coming up on the, um, or towards the end of this, this program, this pot, podcast. But what I want, I want you to also do once again is share with everyone uh, where your business is located, the name of the business, and how someone can get in contact with you if they're interested in enrolling their children or if they're looking to get a job at your facility, how do they contact you? Well, currently we are in the process and I'm so excited to say this, I'm excited about our new website. And as you're aware, you are we're in the process of doing that. And so right now, you can give us a call at 513-792-0905 if you're interested in employment or enrollment. You can also reach out to us by e email at ingodshandshr at gmail.com. And we will be excited to let you know when we're launching our new website, which you will be able at that time, thank God for cultural impact <laughs> that you'll be able to enroll online. You'll be able to get hired online or, you know, get set up for interviews and what have you. And everything will be there at your fingertips uh, online with our new site. And I do want to say that it is a pleasure working with cultural impact because just like you said, uh, Vanessa, Dr. Ina, we, we, I, we, you respected that I had already had a good relationship with my accountant but I was able to see so many other ways that your business helped my business. And so um, I just encourage anyone that needs any type of uh, help with their business, reach out to Cultural Impact. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you can also find at the bottom of the screen scrolling our website at www.cultural-impact.com. www.cultural-impact.com. But we actually have many websites. The other website you can find us at is www.cultural-impact.net which is our technology division. And we have services where we offer um, do-it-yourself web builders at reasonable cost. And so anybody who is looking for web development, and we're gonna talk more about our web development services in a couple of weeks when we have uh, Miss Kathy back and talk about some of the changes that we made to her website and um, we'll talk more about the services that we offer and how you might be able to have uh, to get some of those same services. But you can also contact us at 513-525-6259 for consulting services. And um, if you are visiting us on Facebook or uh, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching us, we're asking you to please like our page, share our page because we are, we've just developed a whole new brand. And so we are developing and growing brand new pages. Um, This podcast is part of that new branding and we want to bring as many people as we can along for the ride and, um, you know, show people how we've stayed in business and some of our strategies over the years to do that. Today was all about uh, Kathy Tyler in God's hands. And so we're excited to um, hear about your uh, your reopening after COVID and um, your new staffing plan, giving people an opportunity who are interested in working with children, um, a place where they can go and know that they're gonna, children are gonna be getting the best care and they'll be able to get the best training. Um, And tell me one last thing about that training. Um, I know people have to have a certain credential when they work with children. Um, Do they need a credential to come and work at your center? If you enter into our apprenticeship program, you can start that with with a high school diploma. You have to have a a minimum high school diploma and then we can you, uh, get you into the first phase, which would, be, which would be getting a CDA or getting your associate's degree. And remember, that is without the the huge out-of-pocket cost that you would do that without the program. And so um, minimum high school diploma, there are, are also opportunities for someone that wants to uh, become an assistant director or even a director. So we have many opportunities in our apprenticeship. Just reach out, give us a call at 513-792-0905. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you again for um, being part of this podcast. And I hope you'll be able to join us again in a couple of weeks. Uh, We'll be doing these from time to time. And so I'm excited that you were our inaugural podcast. Um, We're going to be talking to business owners who have been around for a long time. And so anybody who is interested in being part of a podcast, we would be happy to interview you. Please reach out at 513-525-6259 or check us out on the web at www.com 
cultural-impact.com or cultural-impact.net. So again, thank you so much, Miss um, Tyler. And thank you. Um, in God's Hands Christian Youth Center. And what part of town are you in, in the greater Cincinnati area? In Kennedy Heights. Kennedy Heights. Uh, yes. Pleasant Ridge area. Yes. At 3808-3808 Zenzo Avenue. 3808 Zenzo Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, yes. awesome. I hope that uh, you will um, have a wonderful grand reopening and that uh, as school is getting ready to start back, that parents will have a place that they can bring their little ones to. And I guess last question I forgot to ask you, how are you keeping children safe during the pandemic? We are following the guidelines set forth by the CDC. Uh, we are making certain that we follow those guidelines and that's with our parents and our children. And so those, uh, all of our efforts there will be accessible on our new site. You'll be able to see exactly what we're doing, but we are following the CDC guidelines to keep kids safe. Okay. Does that mean children are wearing masks in the center? It depends on the age of the child. So okay. you'll, you know, every child can't wear a mask, but it depends on the age of the child. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, but right. it's just masking, hand washing, temperatures, the different things that you do to make sure you don't enter into the center ill is is important. And then also the other things we do for cleanliness, which is just everyday normal for us, but that helps to uh, make certain that someone that's asymptomatic isn't passing things on. So there's quite a few things that we have in place to make sure that kids are safe. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And I look forward to talking to you. Thank you. To you. <laughs> thank you. All right.